What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode two of Cast to Podcast with Ronnie Moore. We talked about in episode one a little bit about me and how I got to where I am in my career in the fishing industry, a little bit to how I got into the media part of it, how I fell in love with telling a story and capturing a moment, whether it's handwritten story by taking photos, shooting video, or talking through some video that we're witnessing. So that's uh, that was how we started out episode one. Episode two taking place on a Tuesday, which means I want to give a little bit of my thoughts on a Tackle Tip Tuesday deal. I went fishing this weekend, and so my tip's going to be based on three my three favorite fall fishing lures. Um, there's about seven that I'd love to say, but I'm going to try to keep it to just three. And I think that they kind of cover the fall kind of as a expansive time. It seems like it can happen really quickly, but really the fall, what we consider the fall ends up being late summer, early fall, actual fall, late fall, and then early winter. It seems like those are all kind of before we know it, it's snuck up and it's it's already late summer, which is when we expect it to be fall, you know, based on the month of wherever you're living. And then also uh, different lakes, uh, different regions of the country will experience fall much quicker and whatnot. But here are three that I know, at least in Arkansas, uh, in the Ozark region, uh, maybe some other places, you know, the Carolinas probably. But here are my three fall lures that I I would have to have tied on or throw around uh, every trip out from basically late, mid to late September through uh, Thanksgiving probably. So my three baits, uh, they would be, first one, I've got to throw a topwater. I got to keep it honest. Uh, And and fall is a great time to throw topwater. And so I would throw a buzz bait, to be honest. Uh, this is a great time of the year to throw a whopper plopper, and I love a whopper plopper, but I feel like a buzz bait, a buzz bait works really well putting it in shallow areas without splashing down too hard. You can really mix up sizes of it by just by just switching the trailer that you have on it. If you've rigged a toad up on it, if you've thrown a Z craw on it or a menace grub, there's a couple different ways that you can make that profile of a buzz bait smaller. Um, and then also there's a couple different aspects of a buzz bait. There's double bladed buzz baits. There's, uh, single blades that hit the head. And then there are single blades that you put a toad up on or a soft plastic all the way over the head. And then there's some that you're going to have a skirt with a trailer hook on. So there's a lot of variations that you can have to just a simple bait, like a buzz bait. So I love that buzz bait. Um, whether it's a black or a white, um, oftentimes I'll throw a, uh, I'll stick to a whiter color, um, this time of the year and during the shad spawn, because the shad spawn in the spring, uh, that right when they get off bed, that post spawn time, they're going to be around, they're going to be targeting shad and, and those vulnerable ones that are spawning. And then in the fall, they have those hatchlings from this year that are smaller shed. So they're going to push up shallower after the summertime. They're going to get up into the shallows. And uh, a buzz bait's a great, a great bait to use. And not only is it a great bait to cover water with, in the fall, fish spread out. They're not as concentrated. There are some of those deep spots or some of those secondary points that might have uh, more than one fish on them with you know somewhat of a schooling aspect. Um, but when you're covering water in the fall, 
I love a buzz bait because I can throw it on those 45 degree banks. I can throw it on the flattest of flat pockets. If there's one piece of wood and you can see all the mud around it, I can throw that thing really far and land beside of it. And if there is a fish hiding behind the the shade and the security of that stump or that rock, uh, that buzz bait's going to probably attract them. So I caught uh, one or two fish on a buzz bait this past weekend at Greer's Ferry. The water temperature was 62 degrees, and uh, the exterior temperature when we got out there was 35. So it's 35 degrees in the morning. People are bundled up. I was bundled up, and then I'm still picking up a topwater and throwing it and still getting success. I had some bites on a walking bait as well, but... Um, you know, I, I like covering water in the fall, so I love throwing a buzz bait. And that's the one thing probably that I'd pick a buzz bait over a whopper plopper is that I can present that lure much softer, much quieter in some of those shallow, shallow spots. And then also I can cover water with that thing. And uh, also when you hook them on a buzz bait, you're probably not going to lose uh, the ratio of landing them is going to be higher, even though you've got more treble hooks with the whopper plopper and whatnot landing fish on a buzz bait a single hook or even if you have a trailer hook on it that's a high probability of landing those fish so and they normally get it good where they're supposed to where they're supposed to eat it so first bait is a buzz bait got to keep the top water bite honest second one i've got to have a crankbait and when i'm talking about a crankbait uh if i had to choose i would probably choose a wiggle wart style rock crawler style crankbait uh i love a dt6 but obviously DT6 can only dive so deep. A wiggle wart style bait, a rock crawler, those will get two or three, if not four feet deeper than a than a DT6 can get at its max depth. So I can go and cover those 45 degree banks in that four to six foot range uh, just by keeping my rod tip up or maybe fishing it on a little heavier fluorocarbon or... Um, or just, you know, reeling it faster, reeling it slower, whatnot, just keeping it grinding in that four to six foot range. But then I can also go out just a little bit when I'm parallel on those banks and going down those 45 degree banks. And I can cover that seven to 10 foot range and be able to clip those rocks. And oftentimes that's the difference. Those fish might pull up when it's really sunny in that four to six foot and feed. Uh, if there's a little bit of wind, they might push up a little shallower. But then when it's calmer or cloudier or whatnot they they love those big boulders so when you get those boulders that are in that seven to ten foot range it's hard to fish them quickly efficiently and feel like you're doing a good job of it when you're fishing a jig or a, a ned rig or a shaky head or something and you're just you're trying to look at your graph and see a boulder oh i found one let me back off and throw at it or you can just crank down there and deflect off a couple ones get those reaction strikes and continue to cover water so that's that's one thing that I like about covering water in the fall is some of those fish will be in different stages. Some of them will still be fired up after the summertime and they're going to be feeding up. Some of them might start to be more lethargic. Their feeding windows close a little bit more each day, especially with daylight savings. There's going to be more, you know, the, the bite's going to change. The window of the day is going to change. And so you're never going to run across uh, spots where all the fish are always biting. So I'm going to try to cover water, get those aggressive fish with a crankbait. Um, but also, uh, it's just a great, it's just a great lure in, in the fall overall. A crankbait, um, it's going to mimic the sized shad that they're feeding on, 
and uh, you can mix up your colors. A lot of those phantom colors keep it real natural on those clear lakes. Throw real obvious baits on those muddier lakes, dirtier lakes. So, and that's and that's one thing that I like about that crankbait is just the versatility of it. And a lot of wigglewort style baits, they're going to be they're going to vary in body sizes. A rock crawler is going to go a little deeper and have a bigger body than another wigglewort style bait, like a Lucky Strike, you know, G G five, I believe what it's called. Um, much smaller bait profile, but it still dives to that eight eight foot range or, or so. And uh, I've I've caught plenty of good fish on that lure as well. So two baits so far: a buzz bait and a crank bait in that wiggle wart style category. My last one is probably uh, a duh. I mean, those other two weren't weren't super uh, crazy off the wall. They're they're typical fall lures but this last one is for sure a fall lure and that's a spinnerbait uh, i feel like a spinnerbait whether you're going to throw a double willow leaf in those clearer water uh you know that translucent skirt maybe a little bit of chartreuse just to just to throw in there in that in that shallow clear water um or when you upgrade to Colorado blades for maybe a dirtier water situation, maybe there's a mud line, maybe when the water's drawing down in the fall, a lot of these lakes in my region, they'll draw them down five to 10 foot low in the winter time, uh, kind of anticipating those spring rains that come up in the next few months and whatnot, the different snows that we might have that run off and one that would fill up a lake quickly. Uh, they draw those lakes down, which means mud banks might be exposed a little bit. The wind blows in the fall as it blows in those fronts as the colder weather comes in from the north. So a lot of those banks might get muddier, and so you'll have those Colorado blades when they come in handy. So a spinnerbait, I think, is a key, um, especially with wind. Chasing that wind, covering that water, that's kind of the theme of my three lures is covering water. I can go cover water with a buzz bait. And it works when it's a, a little bit of a breeze and then when it's slick, calm and whatnot. And then a crankbait's going to work, whether it's calm, windy, uh, whatever the case may be. It's it's a great bait for all conditions in the fall. And then a spinnerbait's obviously going to excel in the wind. So chase that wind. Those small bait fish aren't going to be able to fight it. They're going to be pushed uh, uh, pushed towards those banks where the wind is blowing at. And you can really get right in a hurry in the fall even though you're kind of targeting these these baits i'm throwing i'm targeting one fish i want to get uh the five biggest fish i can for a tournament so i'm trying to cover cover water and run into five single solitary fish that are going to help and i think that uh those three baits are good bigger fish baits as well and a good hookup to land ratio crankbaits can be tough but most of the time um, you've kind of got some kind of security because they'll they'll uh, get one or two of the trebles in their mouth, and then when they're fighting, they might hook themselves again with the other treble hooks. So three fall baits uh, that I had to choose from, buzz bait, a crank bait in that wiggle wart style category, and then a spinner bait. And the spinner bait sizes are going to vary depending on how heavy the wind is or how deep I'm trying to get. Could throw a three-quarter ounce and just chug that thing down on the bottom. I could also throw a quarter ounce when it's when it's not blowing and you want to throw it ultra shallow and whatnot. But mix up those sizes, even try it differently. Try throwing a three-quarter ounce in ultra shallow water and burning that, and that'll trigger some strikes in the fall as well. And uh, and mix up your blade sizes. Sometimes in the fall, you have to down downgrade your blade size to mimic the shad. To you know, they're not going to be full-grown big 
uh, big blades on there because they're not big shad. Whereas in the pre-spawn and whatnot, you want that blade thumping to really get their attention as a lethargic, you know, big bait fish for them to eat. So my episode two of Cast a Podcast is a Tackle Tip Tuesday theme. Let me know what you think about it. If you agree, if you disagree. So maybe other ones that I'd consider, I'd consider a jig, throw a jig in there for the fall. Uh, throw a, I like a, a chatterbait all times of the year. So you could always throw that in there and cover water with that. Um, and then you've got other topwaters. You got the walking style topwaters for schooling fish, but then also um, for those single laydowns and whatnot that uh, the water's still up up in uh, on the shore. So a couple different baits to choose from in the fall that really will do well no matter where you are in the country. But those were my three favorites, the ones that I've got tied on uh, basically from mid September all the way to Thanksgiving. So if you guys like that, enjoy it. Uh, give me some feedback. Episode two, cast a podcast talking about a little tackle tip Tuesday. My three favorites for the fall, buzz bait, spinner bait, and that crank bait in that wiggle wart style. So until the next time, hope you guys uh, enjoy episode one and two. Let me know what I can improve on, what you enjoyed, and we will uh, come back at you later this week with episode three of the cast podcast with Ronnie Moore.